What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? How is it going? It's been a while since we've had It has been record. a while. We've both been really busy traveling had around to travel for our respective real jobs. I know. Double air quotes on there. I know. It. Real it's jobs suck. They I'd suck. rather just do this all day, every day. <laughs> the only plus side of traveling for work is it gives me a lot of time to play my 3DS on the plane uh, see, and I played, make all those children jealous. <laughs> I was playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch on the Very, plane. Oh, so you actually started. Oh, yeah. Oh, did I not tell you no, I started? you didn't tell me you started. Oh, okay, yeah. hold up. No, we're talking about your thing. Well, wait, so before we me. jump into okay. that, in case you didn't know, TJ Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teenchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our iTunes and YouTube channels. If you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release, and access to our private Discord Team Chat Podcast server. Indeed. It's a lot of fun. A lot of big, it is, good conversation going on over it there. It is. Minus the threats that we might get pitchforked to death. Yeah. So <laughs> we're actually recording this on a Monday night. This episode goes live. We recorded this. Okay. You're listening to this Tuesday. We recorded this last night. For, you to know, keep it fresh. To keep it fresh. <laughs> but due to our serious travel schedules that we both had during this last week, I had to let our people know, our patrons know that like, hey, sorry guys, you're not getting the, uh, you're not going to get early access and they threatened us with pitchforks. They did. like And well, riding in the streets. Yeah, like an old school mob. I know. A la Beauty and the Beast. Scary. It was a little scary. <laughs> a little bit scary. A little bit scary. But, uh, but yeah, so... Okay, so okay, back so to yes. Yeah. Tell me, I had no idea that you had started Breath of the Wild. I have uh, started Breath of the Wild. It is in your head, man. <laughs> it is in my head. Sorry, like I keep thinking where that mic issue we have keeps reappearing, and so look, but look it's at not. All that yeah, yellow. It's, it's definitely fine. right. Okay, okay, I'll leave it alone. I saw I'll leave some it red. You're too loud. That's true. I'm, I'm peeking a little bit. Give a little. Peek, peek. Okay, right. so yeah, I did start Breath of the Wild. I think I started it because um, I wanted to get done with Life is Strange and I wanted and something else before I started it. Plus, I knew I had this trip coming up, so I was going to be able to really spend some actual quality time with it. Uh, but still, I wanted to start it before I got on the plane. Uh, good point, because so, you don't want to like get up there and have anything bad happen. Exactly. exactly. So I started it probably a week or two before that, but didn't get very far. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so I did that, and then... What did I, what, what did I, oh, I cleared like first two shri- shrines. You had to, you know, the, you meet the old man. He tells you that you got to, oh, okay. I need you to clear these, four, these okay. four shrines. And I think I did the first two and was like, okay, cool. I understand how this works. Okay. I'm getting the hang of it. I've cooked some meals for myself, made some delicious recipes. Have any of them been failures? Yes. I really? Did, <laughs> I did mess one up because I accidentally threw a pile of wood into the cooking pot. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and it was like disgusting meal. <laughs> but it still gave like a quarter heart. It, yeah. So I don't so, know. So back in my day, it used to be that sometimes you could actually eat some things that would kind of like, they wouldn't necessarily hurt you, but Link would like be legit super grossed out. Like uh, the larva from oh, Twilight see, Princess. Okay, I didn't know oh, you could eat times. those. You could eat bee larva and like oh. Link would eat it and he would get like a quarter heart, but he would not be happy about oh, it. And I was like, poor Link. It's rough time out it there. It is a rough time. So I did that, uh, and then on the plane. Granted, the flight to Vegas isn't the longest time, isn't the longest, but uh, let's see. What did I get to? I cleared all that. Figured out the old man is the is the king. 
uh, or the spirit, his spirit. Oh, so you've made it to the end of that first area. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I've, I've left that area okay. now, unlocked a couple more towers, unlocked a couple, and uh, did a few more shrines. I did the shrine that has the girl who like freaks out about the flowers. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, that was a fun flower maze one. Yeah, except for when I was trying to figure out what a certain plant was, it kept stepping on the flowers, and she freaked out and like took out away all my health, except for like a quarter of a heart. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, so I did that, uh, and so I think I just left Cocorino, Cocorimo. How do you say it? Kakariko. Kakariko. I knew I was saying it wrong. Kakariko village. Kakariko. I'm just kidding. And then I met. Uh, so I talked to Impa. <laughs> Heard all the story, figured out I have to go fight the divine beasts now or take them back, something like that. You know, I've learned all the history about Calamity Ganon and all that stuff, why the Guardians there and why they exist. So all that's really cool. I got my first pony. <laughs> What'd you name your first pony? Okay, well, I haven't figured out where to save him yet. So I just oh, rode okay. him. So I okay. figure I have to find yes. a stable. Yeah, hang on to him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's still in the village. I, ha- I I put him in a safe place in the village. He's like, don't leave. Because I was, because <laughs> I actually like, he uh, one of the, I'm butchering the names. Bokoblins? Bokoblins? Bokoblins, you fools. Bokoblins? I'm just kidding. Nobody says that. Bokoblins. They were riding one, and I shot shot them off the horse, and then I was able to, like, I want this mighty steed for myself. Indeed. And actually, so fun fact, this isn't like a spoiler. It's just a helpful tip. If you encounter horses that are being ridden by Bokoblins and you kill them off the horses, that means the horse will be 100% friendly to you already. Oh, nice. Which means you don't have to actually go through training them and like breaking them in where they'll... Ah, see this one's yeah. uh, this one I was I did that because I, I I thought there was something I had to do about that. Maybe that's just my time in Red Dead Redemption that where you have to like lasso a horse and then you have yeah. to ride it and calm it down and then finally it starts learning over time. But no, I like kill the guy off that and I thought I'd remember you saying something about that, but I was able to just hop right on yeah. and go about yeah. my business. So that's that's the benefit is that if you kill something like evil creatures off yeah. of those poor ponies, then they will automatically be your friends. Ah. Now I don't know where exactly you left your pony. Just standing in the middle of the village right in front of Impa's house. Impa's hut. But I didn't leave the village yet. Okay. I'm like still there. I was okay. about to jump back on the horse and leave to go off on my next quest. All right. Just FYI, he might not be there when you get back. Uh-oh. Well, I don't shut down the game. I just like put oh, it in okay, sleep mode. Mind. So he should be there. Yeah, still, he should I, still I be there. Nice. Good thinking. Yeah. Very so thinking. that's basically where I'm at with it. I know I'm still very early. What are you early. going to name him? Spots? <sighs> I don't know. The brother to Speckles? Wait, what <laughs> color is he? He is brown and white. Brown and white. S'mores? Ooh, Ooh s'mores is a good name. name. That is a good name. S'mores it is. So, so yeah, so that's a, a very early on in the game still, I know. So, but, I've st- but I've still spent, I, I'm understanding the mechanics now, which switching weapons and like spears and all that, that can get very complicated, but I've got a good hang of it now. And luckily you are starting with the pro controller. Although majority of the time I've played it since I was on a plane, I was with, I was using the, oh, I was right. You had were just in handheld mode. Yeah. True, true Which story. hasn't been hard. No. So I've still enjoyed it. So yeah, the thing that I usually used it for since I was always playing on my TV was the docked joy cons in like the separate uh, controller, which is a little awkwardly shaped. So I had some struggles with it, but uh, it's a lot easier in handheld mode or in docked mode with pro controller. I haven't, I haven't had any issues with controlling it. So, but it's a lot of fun for the first Zelda game that I've spent any amount of time in. It's, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. You're getting a very different experience. (laughs) You've heard us talk about it, but I really hope that you're enjoying it. What are your overall impressions so far? Overall impression is like, I mean, the art style is great and, and very amazing. I've loved learning it. it it's nice not having the. I kind of like not having the, all the background of all the previous Zeldas, so it is kind of this fresh. 
experience it story-wise and everything like i'm learning about like i said learning about calamity ganon why he's there why he's okay, coming first back. of all that shit's new i know but so it feels like the fresh know. <laughs> you know the fresh lore that i'm finally being able to experience this part but so far yeah it's it, it's a shitload of fun running around doing the shrines the shrines are a lot more i thought i would get annoyed by the puzzles of the shrine because i'm not the biggest puzzle gamer really uh, but I've enjoyed figuring them out. And then once you figure them out, like, you know, hearing the, yeah, that's always, know, that's so rewarding. It's always fun stuff. And I think a lot of people that didn't really know what the shrines were in advance thought that they were going to be a lot longer than they were, oh, they're very but quick. they're really short. Yeah. yeah. They're really short and quick. So it's nothing that anybody that doesn't like puzzles, uh, would need to be intimidated or put off. By. And I just did the one that was the, the timing one where the, you have to like adjust the, the, uh, blocks and like the ball rolls down it and you have to get the ball to land in like the little divot thing. Oh, right. And there's one and there's like the chest that I can see and I cannot get to it and it drives me crazy. That and happens sometimes. I right? think that was actually the one that with the flower girl. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I that's a so. good one. But yeah, so I was very, uh, that one, I was perturbed by that one. I like that shrine just because it's pretty. So pretty. But my two favorite shrines, I'm not going to tell you about them right now. I'm going to let you get to them. They're awesome. Where are they? Uh, they're at around the area of Dueling Peaks. Oh, okay. So that's about where I'm at. Okay. So you're about in that area. So you may have already passed them, actually, if you already made it to Impa. I mean, I didn't I didn't do all of the shrines and everything in that yeah. area. Like, I, I ran around. I did a, a couple. While. Yeah. There's yeah. like, what, a hundred some bajillion? There's like a million. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I knew it'll take me a long time. Yeah. But yeah. So take your time. Don't overdo it. You will get more out of it with a slow burn. Nice. I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to spending more time in it. What's so. your favorite part so far? Oh, so exciting for you. I know, right? you get to have this experience. Um, <laughs> let's see. Favorite part so far? I mean, it, it, other than like doing the exploring and stuff like that, I would have to say that figuring out how to best match and mix my... Uh, it is in your head. No, it sounds like it's quiet in here. And that's Does what's, it? Yes, oh. I'm going to do it just to... It looks normal to me. It just peaked a ton right there. Well, yeah, there. because I unplugged it. See, see, now it's like the yellow's much higher. Oh, horse apples. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, but honestly, figuring out how to pair my different weapons together because I know because they break usually. So figures it'd be a weapon thing. I like it. So far. <laughs> the cooking thing is fun too. Like especially as I just throw random things into a pot and see what it's going to be. Like it, you know, and figuring out that I had to because I went to, to one of the first shrines you have to do is up in the mountains in the cold. And so I figured, had to figure oh, out how right. to cook a, a right, one right. that would that would keep my keep me impervious to cold for a few minutes nice. to get there. So wait, so did you not get the warm doublet? Not yet. <gasps> you plebe. I'm, I think I just have like traveler's pants, traveler's shirt. Oh, that's funny. Uh, there's a never mind. I'll, I'll let you I'll, figure, I'll it. figure I'll it out. I'll let you figure it out it. on I'll your own. <laughs> um, oh, so if we're done with that, I think. Okay, more cool. Or less. <laughs> more or less done. I'll, I'll give further updates as I, I play I mean, the you're game never more. really done with it. That's but. <laughs> true. I could play it forever. Um, but song contest for last week. No one won. Silly little. No one won at all. I thought that my hint was like on the nose enough I and like mysterious enough because of my own traveling. <sighs> Fine, whatever. What okay, so the, the hint, hint. I'll give you a hint. A chance now to answer it. So the hint was take the oath, destroy the blight. Oh, uh, take the oath, destroy the. I thought I was very pleased with my hint. And then I was very Do you think saddened. it's a game I've played? No, you have not. Played oh, it. never mind. I I've up. talked about it a lot though. Doom. No. Damn it. <laughs> um, Although I can um, see how that could Watch Dogs? No. The Last of Us. No. Oh damn it. Oh shit. He reorganized now. I can't like see all of his games. So oh, I'm there's nothing about it. There's no, no uh, there's, there's no hints over there. 
Star Wars? No. Damn it. <laughs> I give up. Okay, so it is Dragon Age Origins. Oh, oh man. I think if I had guessed long enough, I would have gotten there. You would have worked your way down to the I would have worked my I've way to so it. Far. So yeah, you would have got there. Origins? No, wait. That's the very first one. Oh, no. So the only one I've actually paid, played of Dragon Age is Inquisition. Inquisition, which yes. is the third one. Which okay, technically, gotcha. you've already taken the oath of being a, a Grey Warden in that game. So that's Luckily, the, I missed that's the that whole, part. The whole background to the hint is that in Dragon Age Origins, you have to take the oath to become a Grey Warden, and then as a Grey Warden, fight against the Blight, and then to destroy it and free Thedos. I will say say that I think that Grey Warden is one of the most boring sounding job titles I've ever heard in my life. The Grey Wardens are really badass. Yeah, but it sounds like you're a regular accountant. I mean, that's like when, I hear, when I hear the term Grey <laughs> Warden, I think of like a tax assessor or something mm, like that. I don't know about that. Tax assessor, that seems yeah. a little vanilla for Grey Warden. Vanilla, but it's got gray in the title. Nobody that's gray is cool. These guys are. In fact, I need to in one episode whenever we go and like talk about side characters, there's a great character like the Grey Warden who you first meet in, in Dragon Age Origins. Duncan is a badass. Duncan? Yeah. Like Duncan Donuts? No. Duncan <laughs> with a C, not a K. <laughs> but no, so he's, yes. so he's really cool. So since no one won, we'll be giving a hint for, this, for, the, for next week's song contest, and uh, that will be at the end of the show. But so moving on to our topic, which I guess today is actually kind of a random assortment. So talking about Breath of the Wild for a little bit there fits very well into the show. But we recently, and I know this may be a little dated, but we wanted to talk about it anyway because it was big to us, or especially to Mogan, with some of the news that came out of the most recent Nintendo Direct, which I believe was September 13th. 13th? Okay. So we didn't really have a good opportunity before both of us left traveling to actually do like a summary of it, but there right. was a lot of stuff in that direct. It was 45 freaking minutes That's of long. both actual new news that were just like little clips rapid fire and uh, a lot of expanded views of some upcoming games for both the Switch and the 3DS. Nice. So all those people out there saying 3DS is dead, you're wrong. You're just wrong. You're not correct. But we'll get to that later. I'm, yeah, okay. Because first we're going to talk about, you You have thoughts about that? Well, we can talk about it in just a second here. Okay. So first we're going to do a little bit of uh, discussion, not necessarily about newer games, just a couple that you and I have both continued to play and have learned more about. Yep. So do we want to start with the new Overwatch updates? Um, Sure. Yeah, well, I guess pretty, we can start with that one first. Yeah, it's pretty brief, so we don't have to go super in-depth, but for anyone that has maybe like left off of Overwatch because of the miserable comp of Season 5's dive meta, blue, I'm so okay, glad so, what is, so for those who don't know, like me, what's the oh, dive meta? Because you, I, did, I, wait, didn't play, you, <laughs> I didn't play competitive in Season 5 at all. I so think I played like three placement matches in that It sense. wasn't even competitive. It was quick play too. The Season uh, 5 dive meta was all over the freaking place. And the, it, this, the comp was almost exactly the same every time. It would be Winston, usually Alucio, Tracer and Genji, and like maybe two additional fillers. And all and like on both teams, not even like defense versus offense. It would be like the same comp on both teams. Yeah. And it was just a shit show. It was miserable. It was boring feeling like you were playing the same match over and over yeah. and over again. And I think that just a lot of people were having a really bad time. A lot of people that play competitively were really feeling the decay at the end of the season. People getting really negative. But luckily the changes that Blizzard did to the game pretty recently, like just about a week ago. Yeah, I think they finally hit, uh, I yeah. think... 
I think uh, the the update went live for consoles last week. Yeah, it's been so on, yeah last week as of this recording. Right. So it's been on PC and of course the PTR prior to that uh, for quite a long time. But the console updates finally went live, and they are primarily concerning the new map. Junker Town, which is awesome, by it the is, way. Yeah, I so, really enjoy it. So Junker Town is actually the uh, they, they did it in that little small short. Yep, it's the new map that's um, I guess in New Zealand, Australia, Australia, Australia duh. And uh, so it's a payload map, and I love payload, so I'm totally okay with that. And it's great how it starts off in a more open area, and then you actually get into Junkertown, and it's very tight quarters. Yeah. Uh, I actually I played a, a, ma- a match on that the other day, and right now it's if you go to the arcade setting in, in there, it's you can just go and pick that map and just play that normal 6v6. Learn um, the map. Learn the map a get, bit there. Get good. Yeah. Get real good, but uh, but I played that map as Winston because the enemy, the defending team had a Symmetra, and so oh, I'm still yeah, you know, you and so uh, there's so many points, pl- places that you can use Symmetra effectively. They're really <laughs> who, who would have thought? <laughs> I know, right? But so I used Winston and had like a really good round because if you get a whole bunch of people bunched together and then you get in there with Winston's you know, elect, uh, electric Tesla gun and right. stuff like that. Like you're zapping people all over the place. It was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but not only did they do that with the release, the new map and all that goodness of getting a new area to play. They also made some significant changes to a few heroes yeah, too. Some really popular heroes yep. too. So the two biggest changes are of course to diva and mercy, both already very popular uh, characters, but now they're even more so. Yes. So with mercy, her reworks are extreme. Uh, I would say, that divas are a little bit less extreme, but they definitely change her play style. Yeah. But with Mercy, uh, the huge change is that they switched her ultimate ability. Yep. So it used to be that she had res, and depending on how close you were to all of your dead teammates, you may or may not be able to get a five-person res all at the same time and just completely undo all of the damage the enemy team had just done. Uh, I thought it was a great system. I had no problems with the resing. I didn't either. I didn't play Mercy that much, I will say. Like, I, I normally don't. If I played support, I usually was Zenyatta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I didn't play much of Mercy. Now, I've have you played with both Mercy and Diva now? Yes. Okay, I have too. Yeah. Um, and I I really like Mercy. I like now. I like Mercy. I liked Mercy before, but now I, she's. I've been playing her as my main support when I play. Yeah. That uh, for the last few matches, the last few days. I mean, fun fact. I think at last check, Mercy was now at a one hundred percent pick rate. Oh damn! Like literally every every team, team I've had her is pairing her. Yeah. And unfortunately, I kind of think that's a negative. Like I love the new Mercy. Well, I like. I don't love them. I like the new Mercy reworks, but I hate that it has made her a must pick because I just think that again that takes away from the variety of the teams. That's true. So like if you're lucky you might get Mercy and another support still like a Lucio or a Zen but it is almost completely phased out Anna which sucks because like I don't know, she I've played has, against a lot of Anna. Have you still been seeing a lot? Because yeah. I haven't been able to get on with any Anna. Really? Like ever. Like, I'll get a Zen and a Lucio, but that's about I've been it. seeing a lot of Lucio and some Zenyatta, but I've still been seeing Anna yeah. quite... And, I mean, I'm, and even Symmetra has come up a lot, especially... Well, oh, because she's I've not been, a support. Because she's I've a been defense play- character. Uh, especially because I've been playing Junkertown so much, right. and people are like, oh, Symmetra's awesome in Junkertown. Yeah. Um, but now her ult is where you have unlimited flight and unlimited bullets in your gun. Yeah. And you can still use your Guardian Angel ability or you zoom over yeah. to your opponent's I would say the unlimited uh, bullets thing, though, is definitely on the PTR. 
are. Like if you watched it in while it was still in kind of its beta mode, Mercy was super overpowered. Like, and so when you whipped out that pistol, you could just murder everyone. They definitely brought that ability back down. So I think that because I thought that was going to be able to do that. No, no, no. Charging headlong into battle, Valhalla, and you know, and it was like nope. (laughs) Just got shot down immediately. So I feel like the bigger difference now is that when you Valkyrie, so that's what her new ult is called. It's called Valkyrie. Yeah. And when you go Valkyrie, if your team is close enough together, you can fly up way above them. It extends the range of her beam and chains it to nearby teammates. Did uh, you notice that? I haven't done that really as much because gotcha. the, the times that I've usually capped it or, or popped it is when my team has been like really getting decimated and I can't, and a couple people have died and I'm trying to like hang on to the payload for as long as I can. Gotcha. So I'll pop it then and then just try to like defend it until new, until my teammates can come back. That means you're really kind of doing it wrong. <laughs> probably. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so she, her changes have been probably the most, the most, uh, Dramatic. Dramatic, yes. I mean, I think like for any character in Overwatch to date, her changes have been the most radical. Probably the only character who would come second to that would be Symmetra when they changed her to have the ability to either put a teleporter or a shield generator. Yeah, that was pretty big. Now, the difference here is that with Mercy, even though her ult isn't res anymore... She now has res as a regular ability. Which I really like that. That's a really interesting system. Now, so the real kind of meta with New Mercy is that, of course, your regular res has like a 20-second cooldown. So it's pretty extreme. But when you res and then immediately activate Valkyrie, it resets her cooldown. So you can res Valkyrie, res again, and while you're in Valkyrie, that time limit is reduced. So you can continue to res to a certain extent while you're still in Valkyrie, which lasts for 20 seconds. Yeah, so I've, I've noticed that, that, her, that her, yeah. her uh, ultimate is has a much larger time limit yeah. than others. So assuming that your team is really maximizing on her chaining ability and they're actually like playing the point or attacking together, you can get a lot of value out of it, mm-hmm. which has definitely made her a more active support. And I think that's why she's so popular now because... DPS players don't want to go anybody that doesn't shoot. And it's like, okay, everybody, everybody that's 12 well, and I a felt Hanzo. Like, I felt like, uh, uh, that before, whenever I play mercy, you felt like you always had to stay in the back. You could never really be that much of a, you know? And so I can understand unless you're a dedicated support player that how that could get a little old, like always feeling like you're kind of taking the back. But granted you're providing Support, which is good, and your the role of your role. character. But also, for some people, I can understand how that would get a little bit tiring. I feel like I liked it as much as I did the old Mercy because she was the only one that was like that. Yeah, like she true. was kind of the only support that had that type of approach to the team, and that's kind of what made Res so interesting. Is that you got more value out of hiding and then coming in for the huge Res than you did out of necessarily you know, resing one and then continuing um, from there, even though, you know, a single res could be very useful as we see yeah. now, but I just thought it was a cool mechanic that really only she had. Yeah, that's so true. now she is definitely uh, still a very diverse character, but um, a little bit more accessible, I yeah. guess, to the mainstream, a casual support main. <laughs> uh, so, but so then the other big changes came to D.Va, like we yes. said, which they shortened the time that you could use her defense matrix 
And it's only two seconds. Two now. seconds now, and then also you they did something with her normal fire, right? Do they yeah. lower the damage? So I don't think that they lowered the damage, but she can uh, her fire rate is still continuous. You right. can also boost and fire at the same time. Right, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And now they added on also micro missiles. So fun story, uh, I was playing with my which bros. can be fired while you're using defense. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so you can use defense matrix, your mini missiles, all this good stuff, all while remaining very active and continuing to pretty much shoot the whole time. Because I will say, D.Va was starting to kind of drop off. I feel like at the beginning when the game came out, D.Va was everywhere and people were using D.Va all the time because she, at the beginning of the game especially, she was incredibly yeah, she, overpowered she was, to an extent. Yeah. And now her popularity has kind of fallen off and now with these changes, I'm seeing her all over again. You know what's funny? I did at first, but now I'm not actually seeing her as much. Really? Within about a factor of a week. Probably because people were like, tried it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and moved on yeah. to somebody else. And what's interesting is even with the Diva reworks and her being really just kind of a DPS tank, she's basically like a roadhog now. Yeah. Because um, Defense Matrix was really kind of the thing that made her tanky other than her health. Right. So without it, she's really just kind of like a big DPS. Which again, I'm kind of perturbed that all of these new changes are making all of the characters more DPS-like and yeah. less like their actual class. I get that. I just don't want the trend to continue and have eventually everybody's DPS. That it's would a DPS be game. Then there's no choice. Then there's no point in having different heroes exactly. if they're not doing exactly. different things. But the nice thing about the Diva reworks is that it has made my favorite Zarya more important than ever. Because Zarya true. can eat Diva alive. So yeah, pop those, pop those, uh, those shield bubbles, and you're good to go. Exactly. I will say, I really like the the uh, micro missiles because especially today I was playing around and it was on horizons lunar colony and we were playing we were trying to capture the second point and they had a widow posted up in this back corner and you know that area especially has so many angles where you could be shot at and I was just standing and moving around as much as I could in the in the capture point to try to hold it for as long as I could until team was coming back obviously that widow maker is being a problem shooting at me all over the place. So it was nice to be able to hold it, hold defense matrix for a little bit and actually have a shooter with the missiles. And it was a weapon with reach and with punch rather than her normal, just yeah. like shotgun stuff that she yeah. has. So I can see the benefit of both. I like diva as she, I normally am either roadhog is my main tank to play. Diva is my secondary. Uh, and so I still really enjoy playing as her. So I think the changes will be fun. It'll be fun to see, I guess the season six has kicked off now. I still haven't played any placement matches because some people won't tell me when they play. Oh my God, dude, we will be on later. <laughs> it's, <laughs> if not now, then when? <laughs> I'm just You haven't done your placements yet? No. Oh, we should do those. Yeah. Uh, because the new competitive season has been really fun. I've been doing a lot more solo queuing now that dive is finally gone. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and I feel like people are like overall a lot happier because I don't know how, obviously you didn't play a lot of season five uh, on your own, right. but especially in competitive, the toxicity levels were getting pretty up there. Were they? Like not necessarily people being abusive, but just people like on salt mode 100% of yeah. the time. And it's like, bro, we're winning. You don't have to be mad, man. We're doing good. And it's just like everybody felt really dispirited. And mm -hmm. I feel like season six kind of has breathed uh, some new positive life back into the scene. Nice. I'll have to, I'll have to definitely come try it back out again. Yeah. Um, what time is it now? Yeah, I'll be on in 45 minutes, bro. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I have to turn this production around. Oh, so. okay, that's true. We have jobs. <laughs> Damn it. You know, got a little responsibility to the Darn to the this public. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I can do it to stay up to wait for it to export and upload and all that jazz, so yeah. I'm sure I'll have time. Um, okay, 
So I think we pretty much covered those pretty well. So let's jump over to the Nintendo news. The Nintendo news. The Nin news, if you will. So first, I guess we'll go on ahead and start with, actually, now would be a good time for the moment with Mogan. Sure. So we're just going to go on ahead and skip ahead. So in some general news non-related to the Nintendo Direct, um, I don't know if you played either of these games, but popular developer The Chinese Room, uh, the developers behind Dear Esther this. and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, they have laid off all but three of their staff, and they Ooh. are basically shuttering their doors kind of on an indefinite basis. Um, they said that they're going to be out of commission for at least a few months minimum. The idea is that they're coming back, but there's no like But that's kind of seems like an iffy if you're it. shutting that far uh, down. But the reasons that they gave for the shutdown are really interesting because they're not just necessarily one reason. So they announced it kind of in a blog post on their website, I believe. And some of the things that one of the main developers mentioned were that the layoffs and the shuttering of the studio were really kind of related to three primary causes. One, financial, which kind of brings to rise the question of how can we make high-quality indie games if they're not making us because any the last money. Because the last game they made was Everybody's Gone to Rapture, right? No, no, no. Everybody's oh. Gone to the Rapture was one really kind of their first big hit. Oh, okay. Dear Esther was their newest one ah. that they had just released. And um, it did generate some really interesting uh, feedback from a lot of players, but a lot of people complaining like, oh, it's a walking simulator. Blah. And yeah. it's like, get over it, nerds. Go play Call of Duty or whatever it is you do <laughs> on your time off. Anyway, so uh, they're financially related, of course. In addition to health concerns, because, of course, the pace of video game development, especially in crunch time, can genuinely be very poor on your health, as well as development growing pains. So this kind of brings up a really interesting point, because uh, one of the main developers said, with Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, they had a huge hit on their hands without really realizing it. Yeah. So when Everybody's Gone to the Rapture got really popular, they kind of became a studio way faster than they thought they would and faster than they were probably ready for. So I can understand that. And some of the uh, some of the commentary that, that the developers had was like, yeah, we didn't realize that it would suck away all of your life as much as it does. And especially coming from a couple of, you know, indie people who were just coming from behind the scenes, they're very much the creative types and not necessarily project managers. Right. And project management is not the same as video game development. No. So even from, you know, a higher up perspective, it was like, okay, how do we rework this and how do we rebalance this to hopefully, fingers crossed, have a comeback later on? Because Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is a much-loved indie game. Dear Esther has a lot of really good fans out there, and they do still have a few smaller projects planned to launch in the future, but it's just going to be that main core team now as opposed to everyone that unfortunately just lost their jobs. Nice. Um, everybody got, has gone to Rapture has been on my in my backlog for a while. I've listened to some of the music, and the music has been very uh, intriguing to me, so I've always wanted to go back and, and play it. I think it came, it came out like a year after Last of Us, so I was very much into like, let's play yeah. these post-apocalyptic, you know, like, let's, right. let's see what else is out there in this genre, uh, but I just haven't got around to it, but I, it is one that uh, that I do need to yeah. play. And I could have spaced my news better. I should have thought about this sooner. Uh, in Blizzard news. <laughs> 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 anyway, so this is just a quick blurb. Uh, Blizzard Blizzard has recently released a statement uh, just reiterating that they're going to really start cracking down on permabans. Ah, so this is actually pretty interesting. Nice. So they're basically saying that they're going to s- start implementing a system where repeat offenders of seasonally based bans 
are now basically up for eligibility for being permabanned if they continue their bad behavior. And in this case, bad behavior is being pretty broadly defined. So it's not just like online abuse or abusive chat or trolling during gameplay. It also applies to just like DCing, mm-hmm. queue dodging, that kind of stuff. So they're going to start uh, potentially issuing permabans for players Ooh. that have more than, so three or more seasonal bans. That's kind of where you're going to start getting into potentially really big trouble. So uh, keep that on your radar for the future if you are a scumbag and a repeat scumbag. And then in, be nice to each other. Online. Be nice to each other and be cool. You know, if you have shoddy internet, that's that's a different thing. But if you're intentionally DCing every time you're losing because you're a pissed off Genji, uh, <clears throat> I'm just kidding. You I never get pissed that. off and I never leave early because you're always the best Genji. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so yes, you're going to want to watch that bad behavior from now on. And then in gaming news. Out now, as of when this airs September 26th, we have Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition. It's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Hob. H-O-B. Okay. Like Hobbit, but minus the bit, is coming out for... (laughs) That's how I can... The only thing. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, it's Hob. like Hobbs, but minus the buzz. <laughs> Anyways, that's coming out for PS4 and PC, also September 26. Halo Wars 2: Awakening the Nightmare, Ooh. which I'm assuming is cooler than it actually. Which sounds cooler. Than I'm it imagining that is. that means that that will be something to do with the flood. It probably does. Uh, that or it's another zombie mode. Who knows? Anyways, that's coming out of course for Xbox One and PC. Nobody else is getting it. Uh, Danganronpa V3. Killing Harmony. Really hope I said that right. I struggle with that game series all the time. It sounded right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Coming out for PS4 and Vita, along with Raid World War II for PC. It's all coming out September 26th. Uh, Flip to B-side. Okay. Lots of news today. Actually, a lot is coming out on the 26th. I had to abbreviate the list. So there's more (laughs) coming out than just that. And coming soon, very popular and buzzy, well, very uh, buzzworthy game, Cuphead. Oh, You've finally, seen that's Cuphead. right, yeah. Cuphead is coming out exclusively right now for the Xbox One and PC, September 29th. Nice. So keep that on your radar, Cuphead. Uh, that is, for anyone that doesn't know, that is the video game that is styled like an old 20s and 30s Disney cartoon. It looks With, really cool. It's, it looks like one of the most aesthetically interesting games Ever, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. And I, is it going to be a Microsoft exclusive? I forever? believe it is. Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the one game. <laughs> Anyways, uh, FIFA 18, yay, sports ball is coming out for everything, even Switch. Yeah, uh, and that's coming out September 29th as well. Total War, Warhammer 2, minus five points for using the war twice in the title. It's coming out for PC the 29th and Forza Motorsport 7. It was a very PC and Xbox heavy couple of days because this one's coming out for Xbox One and PC October 3rd. Nice. I actually, speaking of the Total War series, I actually just purchased Medieval Total War 2 on Steam. Lame nerd. It was on sale, and I was like, yes, please. Didn't realize that was available for Mac. 
Oh, isn't that such a nice? <laughs> it really is. I'm it's like, always oh, such good news. This is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, so now let's switch over to all of the Nintendo Direct news, which we'll we'll go through here. Right. All right. So I guess we're going to start with kind of uh, some of the lesser news, and then we'll build up to the bigger news. So in lesser news, just in case anyone didn't think so, Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus is coming out to the Switch. That's right. So it's coming out 2018 to Switch in addition to Skyrim coming to the Switch as well. That's going to be us, the two people that haven't played it, going to play it on the Switch. Uh, That's coming out November 17th. They're also going to be debuting the newest, well, they actually already did, my bad. So they also just debuted the newest fighter, Lola Pop, for Switch title Arms. So she's kind of like a cool clown? Hmm. I hate saying that word now because of it. Did you see it? No. That's good. No, I'm not that you big. You should see it. No, I'm not a fan. Anyways, um, so uh, Fire Emblem Warriors has just been, uh, they just announced that when it does come out, they'll have a beloved character from the past. I can't remember her name, but she's the swordswoman with the really long green hair that she keeps up in a ponytail. I can't remember her name. From which game? I want to say that's like Ling or something from Fire Emblem. Oh, I don't I think you would know. Those, no. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, she looks awesome. Uh, snipper clips, little beloved Switch title snipper clips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that with when, on yours. When yeah, you got so it. The, they had the demo like on launch day. So that's how Snipper Clips got quite a few of its players. Uh, snipper Clips Plus is arriving November tenth. So it's basically going to be Snipper Clips and then some, with like a couple of new modes and some new add-ons. And for everyone that already owns the game, you're going to be able to just get the DLC to make it up. Nice. So either you can buy Snipper Clips Plus in retail, or if you already own the game, you can just get the DLC through the Nintendo Switch store. And let's see here, just a couple of new Splatoon stages were debuted, and I'm really excited about that. Just play this. I need to get yeah. back into Splatoon. You gotta get back in. Come on, man. Come on, bro. I got so many things. <laughs> Anyways, three oh, consoles now. One of the play. things they announced. So I know that you didn't follow it that much, but when they were still talking about Splatoon 2 before it came out, they were like, beloved map everybody enjoys Moray Towers I coming. You and I was about like, boo. <laughs> and I don't know if you remembered, but the stage that I specifically set I wanted was Kelp Dome, and Kelp Dome I is one that. of the ones coming back. And I was like, Kelp Dome! <laughs> I love the Kelp Dome. Uh, it is going to be a little bit revised to obviously match up with some of Splatoon 2's uh, improved gameplay. Right. So, and we are also getting a new Fantasy Star Online game for the Switch, in addition to a couple of other rando things. And then a very quick small news for the Nintendo 3DS. One of the only things I care about, uh, this is kind of a two-parter, they are announcing a new skin that you'll be able to purchase the Nintendo 2DS XL in that comes in a Pokeball theme. Now, a lot of people are really jazzed about that one, but the one I actually want is the orange and white version Mm. coming from Australia and New Zealand to the U.S. October 6th. So I'm getting that sweet University of Tennessee Knoxville orange and white edition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's why it's no, orange and white. I was like, like hey, I went there. there. <laughs> so that's the one I'll be getting. And of course, the 2DS XL has all of the benefits of the 3DS, except the useless 
uh, 3D quality is kept out, nice. which is great. That's a plus for me. Right. <laughs> so, I've ne- like that was one of the reasons why I exactly I never really wanted to get a 3DS because like I don't like that. I know. I, I mean, like I, only, I didn't like the look of it at all. I only have my collector's edition because it went with a link between worlds. I've never used the 3D quality ever. I keep it turned off all the time. Yeah. So this is ideal for me, and it's like 30 to 50 bucks cheaper than hmm. the 3DS is. Got to save those pennies. You could buy a whole new game with that. Just in time to coincide with the recent release of Samus Returns. There you so, go. Big news. Uh, there's also been a generous helping of Pokemon Sun and Moon. They are releasing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon pretty soon. So this is a pretty common uh, Pokemon theme is that they'll release, you know, the new iterations and then they'll shortly after that have the follow-up version, you know, maybe a year or a little bit later that is like the improved version. Mm-hmm. So Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are going to have some new story elements involved in them, but for anyone that missed Ultra uh, missed Sun and Moon last time, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon would of course be your ideal time to pick it back up. Cool. And yeah, so that was kind of the smaller news. So now we can move on to like the bigger news that people are actually excited about. So why don't you start with your one thing that you're super psyched about? I am super psyched about that in with Bethesda, as well as saying that you're going to get Skyrim release date for that and Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. You're also getting Doom Doom. for the Switch, (laughs) and I could not be more excited. I feel like Doom shouldn't be allowed on the Switch. It is a (laughs) family-friendly console. I can't wait for the day that I'm playing it, and some little kid walks up to me, and they're like, what are you playing on that? Hey there, mister. I'm playing Doom, Doom. (laughs) <laughs> oh, poor little children. I mean, poor the same could be said about Wolfenstein 2. From what I've I seen know. about that, actually, I that th- game's going to be pretty I graphic, too. I feel like Wolfenstein 2 might actually be the more extreme one because it deals with, like, actual humans. Yeah. Whereas Doom is just, like, aliens. It's and you're really... Just demons. Yeah, it's like satanic demons. And you're like, I'm doing the world a service. If you're okay with a little service. Satanism and a little, you know, a few pentagrams here and there, then you'll be fine with Doom. But, uh, but no, so Doom was one of my favorite games to come out last year. You know, I still am vying for that platinum. It just requires because I missed the trophy on my first playthrough. It requires a whole nother playthrough. That you know, that nice work. Nerd. At least I can play it on the easy and just like blaze through. But still, that takes time. Which it does. time is a rare commodity that I'm trying to supply to other time games. Time is at this the time. one currency we don't have. That's exactly in addition right. to money and it, all the other currencies. Right. <laughs> that was actually a so, bad phrase. So have, being able though to be able to take Doom on the go. Even is so exciting. I wish that's what they had subtitled it. Doom on the go. (laughs) (laughs) Plus they actually use the, like the really cool artwork for the, for the box art instead of just the normal, like the doom Marine that's on the, that's on the uh, Xbox and PS4 versions of the game. It's now, it's actually like this really cool wallpaper where it's like all the demons are coming at the doom Marine, the doom guy. And he's holding like one up in the air and like trying to shoot at it and stuff. And it's this really cool picture, but they <laughs> used it. They're actually using it as the box art for doom on the switch. So nice. It's an exciting time. I might pick it up. I, I might think, just, I think you should. I you feel should. like, I feel like there's nothing about doom that I wouldn't like. It's just not the type of game that I would normally go after. And the you thing know? is too, it's so different than it's, it's a perfect throwback to the old, first person shooters and it's got but it has enough of the modern twist plus the game runs beautifully and it's a beautiful it's it really is it it really does and it's so fast-paced but it doesn't and it gets to these points where sometimes it feels overwhelming because you're battling hordes of demons and some are very powerful some are not and you're just doing all you can to stay alive and oh it's just so invigorating plus the soundtrack by mick gordon is out Standing. I've talked about it so many times. Something that I didn't think about until just now is if it's coming to the Switch, Switch doesn't really have like a defined trophy system. 
No, it does not. That kind of sucks. I've okay. Oh, no. so that is my one complaint about Le- Legend of Zelda. I mean, I, I agree I, that it's something I wish we had. I wish that along with the affirmation that I completed the thing, getting a, a shrine and getting a spirit orb, that like, or once I completed all the shrines in an area, that I could just get a little notification pop being like achievement unlocked I or mean, trophy unlocked or or badge unlocked, whatever Nintendo wants to call it. Badge. I think that's a good name for it. They have a certain thing as of the newest DLC update that added in these things called medallions that you could get if you did a certain if you did a couple of certain things yeah. that I'm not going to tell you about because I want you to be able to okay. hopefully get them on your own. Uh, but they're not really, you know, it's not the same. It, they're no, not it's trophies. Not the same. They're like an award that you get and you're like, look at this cool thing I did. But I do wish that Nintendo had like an achievement or trophy system not even as expanded as PS4 and Xbox do because I never platinum games ever. Right. But even just having like a small amount of trophies that you could get in any game, it is kind of a fun thing. Like well, it's and fun I don't, for everybody. And I don't platinum every single game I play. I come across a few uh, select games that as I'm playing, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a platinum game for sure. Like Horizon, Last of Us, uh, which... <laughs> It's gonna take me so long to platinum Last of Us. I don't even want to go into that. But uh, Doom and for another time, for another Shadow time. Of, Shadow of Mordor, the first one, and then uh, Far Cry Primal were all, all all games that I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna platinum these. Yeah, and and so like Zelda is one that I could potentially see me being like I want to platinum this game, but I can't, and it drives me crazy. But, I mean, so there's that's just, like that's just a little thing. It doesn't overall affect the game, yeah. but I do wish it was there. I mean, you can do like the Legend of Zelda version of platinuming, which is getting a 100 percent where you get yeah. everything, but you, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same as getting that little ping where it's like, especially when it's a surprise. Yeah, I love getting surprise trophies. I'm like, what did I do? What caused this to happen? Exactly, and then <laughs> it, it tells you. It is something that I wish Nintendo had more of. So that's yeah. a big bummer. Uh, and then in other Nintendo news, how much of the new Mario Odyssey footage did you watch? I watched. Uh, I watched a lot that shows that it's going to have like the eight bit, eight uh, yes. bit levels come back. I actually pre-ordered that today. Nice, very nice. So for anyone that doesn't know, Mario Odyssey is coming out at the end of October. Yeah, the twenty seventh. So, yeah, it, yeah, it's coming out way what I would view as ahead of holiday season, which I feel like yeah, they were like holiday twenty seventeen. Nah, yeah, it's kind of it, it seems like such an arbitrary date to right. What were they thinking? But anyways, the point is we're getting a new game ahead of the actual holiday season, which I feel like might be partially to drive Switch sales a bit more. Oh yeah. So let's hope that they actually uh, follow through on pushing all of those units. Like, oh yeah, for we sure. Need those. And then just while I'm thinking of it, brief reminder for anyone that doesn't have one yet, SNES Classic comes out September 29th. Ooh, so this week. So if you missed your Friday. Yeah, if you missed your pre-orders, the 29th is your only chance to get one. But I don't know if we talked about it. Uh, Nintendo has been making a huge push to tell people don't buy scalped eBay Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get going to be versions. able to get yeah. one. Which and so, I even heard that they put the NES Classic back in production. They are. So because of the high demand of the NES Classic, I don't think it's coming back until next year. Right. But they are going to be putting it back on the market and the SNES Classic is meant to continue to push more units through 2018. Nice. So, fingers crossed for everybody that wants one, don't overpay for it, don't let a scalper get you. Wait it out, go to a physical store or just wait for more pre-orders to come up. So, 
Fingers crossed that Nintendo learned their lesson on this one. I really hope that that's the indication because that's concerning behavior. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see more of that from Nintendo. It's very disheartening. It's dumb. It's it's bad for everyone. I understand how they're like, oh, if we control the demand, if we control the supply, then that increases the demand. But eventually you're going to piss enough people off that they're like, you know what? Forget it. Exactly. People will buy the Xbox One or the PS4. Exactly. It's like, uh, I mean, when I wasn't able to get a SNES Classic on pre order, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get one. So now it's like, if I happen to come across one, I will probably still yeah. get it because it's got a lot of titles that I love on there. It's got the Donkey but Kong I'm Country. Not, yeah, I'm not. Huh. Gonna, it's got uh, A Link to the Past. Oh. One of the classics. But I'm not going to go out of my way to get it because guess what? I still have A Link to the Past on my Wii exactly. that I still own and still play. <laughs> So, no, I, I definitely agree. Hopefully they learned the lesson about that. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get, jump to the big, like, Switch news. Didn't you want to have something with, or not necessarily even Switch news? Oh, but, what was the Animal Crossing? Oh, no. Okay, so one more game, and then we'll talk about okay. the other thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one of the other games that I know you probably don't care even a tiny smidge about, but that I care significantly about, is in the Direct, they gave a lot of extra uh, screen time to Octopath Traveler. So Project Octopath Traveler. Did you bother to watch anything about that? No, I didn't, but I remember hearing that name when they were first, I think in the Nintendo, in the Switch reveal event that they had, they showed a quick bit of it and and then told the name, and I was like, what the hell Yeah, so name? actually, the name is still a working title, and I do kind of hope that they change it, because it's a bad name, that, yo. It's not good. Project 8 Paths that you can travel? Is that, yeah. like, like, I don't I mean, know. That's, it's a weird name. That's the gist. So actually, I want to show you a couple of images from this because it's okay. a really interesting looking game. Because so, it looks kind of like a throwback to like a 16-bit It kind, kind of, of is. Game. So yeah, take a look at this just kind of um, regular cityscape. So that's kind of what you're dealing with here. Okay. So it's this fascinating fusion that the development team kind of created on the fly just for this game that they are calling 3D 2D. (laughs) Because if you looked at it just from a regular perspective, your immediate thought is, oh, that's a 2D pixelated game. But in reality, when you actually see it in motion, it is like a 3D game. So it's a really interesting blend of the two of like this callback to the 16-bit era of pixelated 2D Mm -hmm. games meshed with 3D games. So it's fascinating right off the bat. Uh, But in terms of it being like a throw back game it is meant to be kind of the best of the best of the turn-based rpg system which is still one of my favorite types of games yeah and what i actually didn't know uh, that i just i guess never bothered to look up before now the team behind project octopath traveler it's such a mouthful it's, a mouthful. it's yeah. awful we'll just call it pot <laughs> All right, okay. maybe that's what they wanted it sure. to be <laughs> Why not? Are you playing pot? <laughs> 420 blazing. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Uh, anyways, uh, the team behind it did Bravely Default. Oh, which you're a huge I fan of. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was the Bravely Default people working on this. Now I'm interested. Okay. So how the basic premise of the game is you're working towards a common goal, but you can start the game as any one of eight travelers. And they're all different types of people. Maybe that's so let's say, for example... You're really smart, Jared. I try. I'm glad you went to school. <laughs> I am too. So I have deep insights. So you have deep insights, just like that one. This is what you're here for, people. <laughs> Anyways, so you can start out as any one of eight different and unique characters. So let's say, for example, you start out as the thief. 
how you progress through the game as the thief, because that main you maintain your status as like that's your title character. Mm-hmm. That depends how you interact with the game as a whole. So let's say, for example, you're the thief and you go to a guardsman at a gate and you're trying to get through the gate. If you're the thief, the options that you get to get past that obstacle are going to be different than let's say if you're the brawler. So like if you're the brawler, or I think maybe they might call him the duelist. Okay. I get swordsman. I can't remember what they called him in the trailer, but basically he was like the brawny tough guy. So like if you're the dueler, you're just like, I challenge the guardsman to a duel. And if you win, you like get past the guard. But right. if you're the thief, it's like, well, maybe I'll go around them and get a key instead. Or if you're like the dancer, it's like, well, I'll seduce you, good sir. And it's like, heavens to Betsy. <laughs> but, but, that's, Please, no. but that's the idea. So it's you can traverse the game in different ways that are going to be extremely unique depending on how you choose to approach it, technically giving it an eight, an octo replayability. Why not, I guess? So in addition to the actual gameplay of the the top, tippy top of turn-based gaming that I've come to be spoiled with from Bravely Default, we're right. going to have that in addition to the classic 16-bit uh, kind of imagery combined with the fact that it's just, it looks really cool. It looks yeah. like a super that fun game. That is a game. really cool art style, I will say. And so it is coming to Switch, just in case anybody wasn't Sweet. sure about that. So if you're looking for an old school JRPG, now's the time, bro. You Project can still join Octopath us. Traveler. Project Octopath <laughs> They did ma- they they made it a point to say it was a working title. Probably because they were see- they probably was like, that's a badass name, I, guys. I, and I, then people heard it and they're like, that's terrible. And then they're like, ooh, working I title. What about sending them an email and being like, <laughs> I have some suggestions. <laughs> Anything but that, my my dudes. Oh man, that was crazy. Okay, so you want to do Animal Crossing stuff now, which I guess we probably Do you feel like we're running a little long? I feel like we are. You want to just cut it off there then? Yeah, we can. Okay. Let's just let let's save it. We can talk about Animal Crossing at any time. Okay. It's cool. not because yeah, it's not yeah. a it's not a like a ever no. a thing and that is evergreen. Exactly. We can and just want Animal to... Crossing is timeless. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. I mean I don't know, I haven't played it. <coughs> I'm gonna take your word for it that it's timeless. Yeah. When I'm done with my never mind, it's a collector's edition. You can't borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. I had to stop that in its tracks. Okay, right, so fine. yeah, we can just, we just cut it off there. All right, cool. All right. Well, that has been a very full coverage of all the things that you might have missed happening. I mean, we covered the Nintendo thing and then the, and obviously Overwatch. So there was lots even of stuff, stuff we didn't cover, like oh, Kirby. Man. We missed Kirby. Kirby, yeah. <sighs> Everybody loves the Kerbs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we missed. A I feel lot. like a lot of like a lot of news has happened in the last few. I mean, we we had to do this where we crunched the recording so that we could have one for when uh, we were traveling, and now you know, obviously that opened up a lot of time when we weren't necessarily as active on things. And so now it's like all this news, we're trying to catch up a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, so I feel like that was some of the more impressive. I am very excited about this. The switch just keeps getting better. And that's the great, that's thing. the thing people, you just got to have faith, have faith that well, the, there were a lot of doubters at the beginning. When they first, the Wii you really kind of destroyed all the faith. I get that. So I get that. Yeah. But, no, but I mean, the switch is proving to be a yeah. much greater, uh, follow up to the to the Wii U. Exactly. So hopefully it continues yeah. to build on this. You know, uh, a lot of the stuff that we skipped over is that a lot of really good indie games are being ported to the Switch yep. as well. So things like Super Meat Boy. Uh, oh, that's co- right. Yeah, a bunch of other titles that as game well. That hard. I know, right? <laughs> God. God. <laughs> 
I tried that one. Speaking of hard games that we gave up on, since it's now nearing October and I'm trying to decide what horror game I want to play mm. this year because of... Oh my gosh, you're right. It's the season. I know. It doesn't feel like it because it's a million degrees million here, degrees. but... But uh, Humble Bundle just released... I know I already have it on PS4, but they uh, released Outlast and the Whistleblower D- uh, DLC for free. I'm I mean, sorry, what now? Yeah, I, oh man, my I, God. I meant to tell you and I completely forgot. <gasps> so I got awesome. that. So I might try Outlast again. I might. You have to record yourself so that we can see you. The first time I tried Outlast, it was terrifying. Oh, it's awful. But uh, It's but awful yeah, in the so, best way. So I'm trying to think through that. Uh, but anyway, small side tangent there. But yeah, so I got I to gotta figure out what game I want to play for my scurry game this year. I know, yeah, scurry germs. Scurry. <laughs> so scary. So scary. But before we go, as we're wrapping this up, we're going to give you our your song hint for the contest this week, which is, it's better than the first. <laughs> Taking my suggestions, I see. (laughs) Let's see if anybody can guess that super (laughs) mysterious hint. It's better than the first. So for those who are listening for the first time, the song contest goes live the day after this episode airs, September 27th at 9 a.m. That we will put a post up on Facebook and Twitter saying the contest is live. We'll play that. We'll show the hint again and we'll have a link to the, to the song at the end of the episode. So you can just skip right ahead and listen to it. First person to correctly guess the song will get to send us a song and hint to use for a future episode. But with that, that draws this episode of team chat podcast to a close until next time. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song.